0: Hi, it's Dr. Richard Mills, and I am excited to be here with you today, and uh, you are listening to Talk Sex with Dick, and it's a very exciting time. We're now on the 11th episode, and I just want to thank everybody for tuning in and spreading the word and uh continue to do so because it's really great i'm continuing to get questions in from listeners and it's an exciting 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 time and i'm just overjoyed that this is really becoming and it's continuing to grow And I don't know To all the folks that are here in the United States Hello And to all my international folks Hello And it is a great time To be doing this podcast And it's nice in New York I'm here at the Iris Kaplan Center Here on the corner of 30th and 5th And it is exciting I've got... A lot of things to talk about. Uh, I'm going to be answering a series of questions from listeners who have written in. And I am very, 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 very excited to be here and to answer those questions. So for the folks out there, you know, it's it's pretty exciting. And I just want to thank everybody for continuing to you know, continuing to be here. So I had a fun thing that I went to. And so a couple weeks ago, I saw this invitation to a Kate Bush, Tori Amos commiseration party. It was so much fun. I actually, I won a prize from the DJ. It was nice. It was in a bar on the Lower East Side, and I just felt so at home. And when I walked in, there were all these, like, quotes from Tori Amos. And it was a lot of fun. And so, it's Club Coming, uh is the name of the, uh, you know, the name of the place. And I'm so super excited that I won a prize. It didn't even matter that I what the prize was, but that I had won a prize because we were to submit our favorite Tori Amos song, and I submitted Sister Janet, and I was runner-up. Somebody had submitted another song, but, you know, that's okay. But it just felt like I was so at home with all my... Tori Amos folks that's why I love living here you know living in New York City where there is people all over that uh, share the same kind of interest and it's always fun so it it was it was a lot of fun and totally exciting so you know there's always a little something for somebody living in New York. So this week in the news, I'm starting to include more when something kind of pops up. And uh, Katie Hill, she is a, a politician out of California's 25th congressional district. And she's a U.S. representative, well, former U.S. representative and it's something that we need to talk about. So her and her husband are in, in the process of divorcing. And apparently he uh, had taken all of these pictures and shared text messages. And she resigned as a result of it. I saw some of the pictures that went public. And it was a picture of her holding a bong and naked, and there were other naked pictures. poor girl, you know it really I you know there's so much to talk about there, and uh I feel really bad for her actually because she didn't anticipate those things being somebody using it as a form of revenge to ruin not only her life but her career Um, you know but let's think about the political climate you know our commander in chief Donald J. Trump I think it's his middle name stands for James he well you know, if let's not forget he uh you know, one of his famous taglines and what we will be known for is when he says grab him by the pussy, I quote, quote, end quote. And how is that okay, you know, that somebody who runs as a president is able to You know, that's okay, but when, you know, somebody has pictures of themselves exposed that, you know, they resign. And I really think that it's unfortunate, you know. It does not matter whether the individual is a Republican or Democrat. I always, however, think it's funny when you see these anti-gay, militant anti-gay politicians and ministers, but then they always get busted for something related to sex. And it's just kind of interesting. And so... But yet you know i I don't know, poor girl, I just feel sorry for her, and uh just uh her whole life is now uh, hanging by a thread and uh it, it is just it is so unfortunate with what you know when people get you know their text messages or their you know, maybe private photos uh, displayed. But the thing is, is that something that is a little bit, and I hate to use the word inappropriate, is that she was having a relationship with one of her staffers. And so just not a good idea. You should not shit where you eat. And it came back to bite her. And I feel so... It's unfortunate because we are in a state politically where we need good individuals, but this does not represent who she is as a person. This represents maybe a lapse in judgment, and I just I feel bad for her. So, Kate, if you're listening, know that... This is not a totality of who you are. And it goes into one of those things about sexual freedom and where we are as a culture. So, mm -hmm. that is all I have to say about that. So, I've had a couple of listeners and when people write in, I try to really bunch them together as a theme. And so I have a couple listeners who have written. And the first listener writes, about three months ago, I broke up with my boyfriend. I ended it as I realized that it wasn't going anywhere. I love him very much, but I realized about a year after dating, he and I were complete different people and want different things. For example, I want to one day get married and eventually have children, but he does not. My problem is that when I'm on a date and they ask me about my past relationships, I bring up my boyfriend. I don't know what to do unable to move on in williamsburg mm that is difficult it sounds like for unable to move on sounds like you are not able to move on and it does not sound like you know 3 months That's not a very long time, you know, when you're in a relationship. And, you know, different people sometimes... Let's just back up. So sometimes when people leave a relationship, they want to get out there and date. And some people are ready to get out there and date, but some people are not. And... I think it's really important when a relationship ends that we find ourselves in a space of asking ourselves, especially if we're wanting to pursue something kind of special, something long term, that we really ask ourselves this question Do we think about that person? Every day. I'm going to tell the listeners out there a story. So I was once in a relationship uh, with a guy that I really loved. And we eventually, I ended that relationship for reasons that I won't go into. But just because I ended the relationship doesn't mean there wasn't an emotional attachment that was there. And I know, I noticed about myself when I would go out to dinner and I would go out on dates, I'd continually bring up my ex-boyfriend. And, you know, it's difficult. I would first say to this listener that maybe it's important for you to take a break. Maybe the breaks on the dating you know it's difficult I went through my own experience and it was difficult but then I was in relationships in the past where after the relationship had ended because I mourned the loss of that relationship that I decided that I wanted to start dating again and you know it's different for each person but that can feel very overwhelming especially if you're not ready to move on and it sounds like there might be some there might be some stuff here some some luggage you know that you're carrying around with you and that's okay But this may not be the time for you to start going out there and dating. And what I, when I, it took years to get over this relationship. Oh, but that's difficult. It is. When you're trying to get through and trying to move in a direction that, feels okay and you want to date and you want to connect but the real thing is is that you're craving to feel valued and you know different people have different experiences and you know each, each individual is different but for you unable to move on it sounds like there are just it is just too difficult right now. And maybe it's to think about... Because here's the thing. If you try to date somebody... And it's natural for us to compare one relationship to the other. But, you know, I I would encourage you... if If you're going... You'll know when the time is right. And it sounds like possibly... This is not the right time when you can go on a date and when you can date somebody and you can not think about that other person, well, you know, it's it's okay. We all go through it. Breaking up is hard to do. I don't know if that's the tune or not, but... That's okay. So I would say to this listener, just allow yourself to heal. Don't jump on anything, but most importantly, acknowledge your feelings, and to know that it's okay. You don't have to. You don't have to date. And so, and if you want to date, that's fine. But until you can deal with these feelings and until these wounds. And again, just because a person ends a relationship does not mean that they are, you know, that they do not have an emotional attachment. So, all right. Okay, hopefully that was helpful for you. So, another listener writes in, my boyfriend and I have been dating for about a year. We are in love, but there's just one problem. See, he and I come from very different backgrounds. Well, he grew up with money, I grew up very poor. As much as I love him and want to meet, I want him to meet my family for the holidays. I'm worried he will judge me and my family. Based upon their situation. Whenever he asks me about meeting my family, I quickly change the subject. Feeling embarrassed in Virginia. Oh, there's so much to unpack here. Well, the first is, is that, you know, just let's acknowledge what's happening. So I'm just going to take this apart. Which is you... There is some shame. There is shame that is present here. And we all experience it. And nobody wants to be judged. And it sounds like there's a fear that... You're going to be judged by somebody that you've been dating. You know, well, there's an added layer of... If you're in a relationship, and if you're, you know, you start to get in a relationship, we can find ourselves coming from complete different backgrounds. One of my things my mama used to say to me, she said, Richard, you go and date outside of your race, which is perfectly fine, but don't date outside of your class. And, you know, thank you, Mom. Thank you for that little tidbit. You know, different people come from different backgrounds. And sometimes our families, they're part of who we are. But there can be this embarrassment about maybe where we came from. Listener in Virginia... I came from a little town. You know, I came from a little town in Indiana where, you know, people, they're not well off. But here's what I found. I found that when I found somebody who loved my family, right, thats all that stuff didn't matter. And while you're having these fears of how they're going to judge you, well, that's, that's perfectly okay. I would have that fear, too. You know, back home, we call them hillbillies. And, you know, that, you know, they're NASCAR-wearing, Marlboro-smoking people. But they're some of the best people that I have met in my life. And I wouldn't have it any other way. And while we can pick our friends, we can't always, we cannot pick our family. Well, you can. You can have a family of origin and a chosen family. And so, you know, that's that's okay, you know. It is a-okay and somebody that loves you is going to love your family. And they're going to they're gonna be present with your family. And they are not going to judge your family. You know, it can feel very confusing. And there's a lot of shame. But this is probably more of an issue for you than it is for them. And so it's very important that you know that if somebody loves you, well, they're going to love all parts of you, which is your family. And if you want them to meet your family, well, you should maybe give them a little warning, right? So, for example, uh, when I went home, Uh, I told my partner I said Well I just want to let you know And gave them And they were great They were absolutely great And so It is very important That you realize That you know This person If they love you They're going to love all parts of you And you know those experiences are different, but we know that, you know, we can't, we can't help where we're from, but we can help how we're loved, and that hopefully has been helpful to you, so no need to feel embarrassed in Virginia. Families can sometimes be embarrassing, but that's super okay because our family is our family alright well the next listener writes uh, I'm finding it increasingly difficult to date like most people my age I use apps like Grinder and Scruff But I realize that most likely I won't meet my future husband on there. Here's the dilemma. There's this guy who I talk to on the apps all the time. He seems like a quality guy. But every time I see him out in public at a bar or a social event, We just look at each other, and we don't say anything. The entire thing feels really weird. Any advice that you can give would be great. Awkward in Indianapolis. Hey there, fellow Hoosier. You know, um, it is... Okay, and I think one of these things, so for the folks back home, Grinder and Scruff are these little GPS apps that are used, a lot of times guys use them for hooking up and that's, you know, cool. But I think that it has done something to our culture. We can oftentimes get into fights and arguments. We can uh, post things online, hoping maybe we need to connect with somebody else. But these apps can be really isolating. And so often we will see, and I've seen in my past experience, this happened a lot, where we'd be talking to somebody on, I think it was just Grinder back then. But you'd be talking to them, having a great conversation. But when you're in a public place and you encounter them, it becomes really awkward and weird. And, you know, I don't think that that is abnormal. I think that is very normal. I'm thinking that you're going to have to be the one to maybe just go up to this quality guy and uh, say hi. You know, they teach us that when we're in, you know, kindergarten first and second grade. Hi, my name is, and just insert your name, it's been really great talking to you. It's really great actually speaking to you in person. You know, I think it's, it's really important to understand that we find ourselves in these Predicaments because we place ourselves in these predicaments. It's important that you know uh, with these apps that we realize what they're used for. There's also we don't know what's going on outside of that environment. He may have a boyfriend. He may be on the down low. Regardless. He may not want He may feel more comfortable Talking to you in those online Environments And that is okay But I just want to Kind of say That We have a voice And we need to use our voice And so if you Really like him I would say Hey there I would like to talk to you. You know, it can be so, you know, when I was back on the prowl, on the grinder, I would oftentimes meet these guys and we would meet for a date, right? And they were so good at talking when we were on the app, but when we were, when we were meeting face to face it was like two different people i kid you not and some people are just better in written forms of communication but it sounds like you're developing some some feelings and I would encourage you to maybe explore it. Maybe just go up and say again, Hi, my name is... And then just insert your name. He may, not to jump to those conclusions, might not have a boyfriend. He might not be living in a, in a double world, having his you know, maybe he has a fetish to be online, and that's really fun for him, you know, it's so interesting, but he could just be a shy person that just doesn't know how to initiate, so, you know, it can feel maybe just practice in front of the mirror, just being, well, some people do need to practice, but I'm interested to hear about how this, how this love story just unfolds. So, just cut out the technology, or you could do this thing where you message him and you say hi. I noticed that we've seen each other out a couple times, and he may go, oh, "I know," or. He may say, oh, I didn't even see you, but it sounds like he has seen you, and just say, you know, I'd like to get together for uh, coffee in a more neutral environment, right? So, there's a Starbucks in Indianapolis, you know, you can go take a walk on the Monon, but don't go there at night, from what I heard, it can be kind of dangerous, Or go, there's a nice little lake there Down by the canal Down in Indianapolis Tons of places to go That's always romantic But maybe just try to keep it not so romantic Just say, you know, I'd like to Would you like to get together sometime? And then you can know Whether he wants to get together He might just be shy, shy, shy So before jumping to any conclusions just first say hi in public. My name is, and insert your name or build up that conversation in the app. So, mm hmm. Okay. My last listener wrote in, and this is a rather interesting kind of story. I love a story this individual says I've been dating this guy for about a year and a half and we are madly in love recently he proposed to which I gladly accepted and while I love him very much I'm a bit conflicted Mm -hmm. okay so let's continue on Here's the thing, I'm Jewish, and he's Muslim, and while we've discussed many things, we avoid conversing about our faiths, as it's an area of contention. He says he wants to have a traditional Muslim wedding, and while I... Want to infuse aspects of my Jewish faith Into the ceremony If we can't compromise on this What will happen When we decide To have children I need to take a little Sip of my tea So that I can spill some tea Not really Well Aren't we and this person Their name is Conflicted and Queens My Oh my oh my You know Like I told The listener earlier Right Feeling embarrassed In Virginia Same advice I'm gonna give To Conflicted and Queens it sounds like we're in a bit of a standstill it is so interesting you know marriage is a kind of this blank contract that we sign unless you have a prenup and nobody talks about all this stuff but it sounds like there's a there's a a, a big tiger in the room I use the word tiger because everyone uses the word elephant. There's a big tiger in the room. And it sounds like you love this person very much. But you guys have this huge, this huge thing. It sounds like it's pretty huge for you because, you know, when we're sitting there, and you guys, one it's like Palestine and Israel. That conflict, isn't it funny how these things, it goes back to years and years and years ago. And we won't go all biblical here, but it really does sound like there's something so deep here. And you're right. You're making one of the biggest decisions and it sounds like both of your faiths are very important to you sometimes we fall in love with people that are totally different than us and that's the beauty of that's the story of that's the glory of love my mama told me okay That's the story of love Uh, that's taken from Beaches, the movie. And sometimes we find ourselves in a very conflicted place. And it sounds like you're in a very conflicted place. Hmm. Well, this is what I'm going to say. By not addressing it, you're not able to make an informed decision. If you just think that this thing won't pop up again, you are in for a really interesting awakening. You know, faith, money, you know, uh, sex. A lot of these things... We don't discuss with our partners because we just assume that it will take care of itself later. Well, that's not the case. It's important to have these conversations now to sit down and to say, well, this is important to me. And I don't see why. If you're madly in love, as you say you are, that Relationships And why they wouldn't compromise Relationships are about Compromising And it's what we will And will not tolerate And A part of you I don't think that you should Compromise It sounds like You're okay with compromising and allowing their faith traditions to be you know a part of a very important thing which is your marriage I mean n- here's the thing and also to all the folks getting married out there nobody is gonna care about your wedding nobody's gonna say that event was life-changing I don't think that I sit and think about... Weddings that I've attended, I don't ever go, oh my God, that changed my life. And neither will anybody think that about your wedding. What they will say is, how did these people manage? And it may be interesting to say, that's really interesting that they were able to come up with a compromise. This isn't just, you know, as I say, this isn't just a part of something this small. This is the bigger issue. Compromise in relationships is how relationships survive because eventually the sex will go. Eventually you may find yourself broke. Uh, You could find yourself... And with somebody that you didn't necessarily think that they were. There are things that we don't address. And I think it's important for you to verbalize your needs. And they verbalize their needs. And together, you guys verbalize those together. You know, oftentimes what I see is, and this is very true, People will spend thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on a day, but they are hesitant to spend thousands, not thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands, but to spend money in therapy. To save their relationship. Sometimes when people come into therapy. They do not. It is about saying I am right. Or it is about saying the other person is wrong. Sometimes couples therapy is not always about quote saving the relationship. Sometimes it's learning how to end the relationship. But the reason that people find themselves in there's nothing wrong with going to see a therapist because sometimes we find ourselves in a little bit of a boat but i would encourage you maybe it's maybe you should go and do some premarital counseling you know you have your whole lives ahead of you and by addressing this now it makes it so much easier when the when the difficult stuff comes up. And sometimes we have to compromise in our relationships because those little things, if we don't address them now, what will happen is, is that we will find ourselves becoming resentful of the people that we love. And so it's really about learning how to for each person, this is a special day for you both. And it's important. If they love you, they will be willing to tolerate this part of you. And they will, especially when it's your faith tradition, they can feel very distant. And it's important how do you, you know, if let's say you have... People that are not of the same faith. That's a conversation to say, you know, when we have children, how will we raise our children? There's so many things here. So Conflicted in Queens, if you need to talk about that, you can reach out to me and I will be more than happy to meet with you and your significant other and we can go in and we can do some premarital so it's so exciting I am so excited for next week I have a guest on my show he is an acupuncturist Leo Behrman he works here at the Iris Kaplan Center, and I'm really excited to have him on the show. It's going to be such a great time. You know, we talk about not just acupuncture, but all these, I mean, we just, so much. We're going to be discussing so much, and so, you know, it's going to be great. So, I'm so excited that... uh, I'm going to be able to tune in with him. So you guys, if you're out there and you want to be a guest on the show, feel free to get into my DMs, my, you know, direct messages and, you know, feel free to talk with me and I am going to be excited to talk with you and have you on and you know, uh whatever, whatever. So all right, guys. Well again, my name is Dr. Richard Mills, and you've been listening to Talk Sex with Dick. And uh until next time, please take care of those around you. Give love to those who you know, don't seem lovable, because that may just be what they need, you know, I was recently reading this thing about suicide, and suicide has increased significantly, and uh, I'm one, you know, the the studies are out there, but, you know, there's something about us just forming a human connection, and to realize that, that's important. So, again, thank you for tuning in. Feel free to get your friends and all the people out there and make them aware of this wonderful podcast. I've, uh, you know, and uh, we are excited. So, all right. Well, again, my name is Dr. Richard Mills, and you've been listening to Talk Sex with Dick. Until next time.